Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. This newest podcast episode updates you on the recent performance of the Convenient Nutrition brand portfolio, Bellring Brands. But before we get started, I would love if you took 51 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Dimatize continues to carry the bigger, heavier Premier Protein on its back, but are things set to change in the back half of Bellring Brand's fiscal year? As I normally do with my quarterly financial content for these publicly traded functional CPG brands, I will use the recently filed earnings report, earnings conference call, and any kind of relevant publicly disclosed news, in this case for Bellring Brands, to obviously update you on the performance of the brands in that portfolio, but also use it as a backdrop to discuss market insights within the active nutrition formats of liquids, powders, and bars. That being said, let's kind of start with some revenue numbers. Net sales for Bellring Brands this quarter was $315.2 million. That was up 11.7% year-over-year and up 2.6% on a quarter-over-quarter sequential basis. Let's look at the sales by brand, Premier Protein. Its net sales were up 6.5% this quarter. Volumes were down 4.4%. I'll kind of touch on why that's happening later in this content. The protein RTDs of Premier Protein were up 8.4% but the associated volumes were down 3.9%. Now, Dimatize had net sales that were up 54.9% year over year. Volumes were up 25.1%. And then kind of all the other brands, mostly Power Bar at this point, those net sales were down 12.9%. Now, the kind of portfolios made up of Premier Protein, that's 81% of the sales. Dimatize is 15% of the sales. That's up another percentage point since the last report. And then all the other brands make up 4%. Now, sales by product, the protein RTDs make up 80% of the sales. Powders make up 16%. Again, up another percentage point from last report. And that's directly related to the growth that's happening at Dimatize. And then the nutritional bars and kind of the other categories make up 4%. Now, sales by channel, Club is the biggest at 54%. Food drug mass is 25%, e-commerce is 11%, specialty is 9%, and then all other channels make up 1%. Sales by territory still is a domestic corporation. Most of the sales come through the U.S., 89%, and then all other international countries make up 11% of the sales. Now, I want to shift this content into kind of two deeper dives. The first is with the Premier Protein RTD Shakes before I kind of move into Dimatize's Protein Powders. Overall, the RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth during the pandemic era compared to historical rates. To give some reference, the last 52 weeks, the liquids category is about like 4x the historical rates. This has given Premier Protein a strong wave to ride, but capacity constraints combined with strong comparatives from fiscal 2021 have started to challenge the brand, which you can see across all major track channels over the last 13 weeks, including grocery, which was down 7.7%. Mass is also down 7.7%. Club is about flat. And then drugstores were down 3.2%. 
The only channel that did grow consumption this quarter was e-commerce, and that was just kind of shy of 1%. Now, consumption trends for the Premier Protein RTDs, they did see quarterly consumption decrease of 2% year-over-year. Shipments were lower year-over-year from production capacity constraints, and the brand was faced with kind of a double whammy. Since consumption outpaced supply, that was kind of already weak. Household penetration for the entire Premier Protein brand is at 7.9%. The brand continues to have strong upside as the RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. That household penetration is only at 25.8% compared to more than double that of the convenient nutrition category overall. Premier Protein's market share continues to be below its moving average, reaching 17.8% of total RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. This slippage is primarily related to TDP loss from out-of-stock issues, but also partially from increased competition in the RTD protein shake category. Now, I want to shift over to the dimetized nutrition protein powders. Now, up until the strategic shift a few years ago, dimetized was the typical kind of sports or active nutrition legacy brand that had lost its way in the market. The brand continued to focus on the retracting specialty channel. The brand continued to kind of carry a bloated product portfolio that was built for the historical sports nutrition consumer cohorts that have also been retracting. So 2020 was really the year of change for the world. Diamatize embraced that challenge and is benefiting from its evolution. The brand has seen huge consumption gains across all sales channels over the last 13 and 52 weeks, most notably being from the mass channel, which was up 70.2% over the last 13 weeks and 198.7% over the last 52 weeks. Club was up 49% over the last 13 weeks and 52.2% over the last 52 weeks. Grocery was up 100.6% over the last 13 weeks and 67.8% over the last 52 weeks. This equates to an overall track channel consumption growth in Q2 for Diamondize of 62% year over year. Powders are becoming more mainstream and the category proliferation has created an environment where kind of more consumers are purchasing performance nutrition position products at grocery stores and mass retailers. This is a central reason why the total distribution points and all commodity value percentage for Diamondize hit all-time highs during the quarter, even with the supply chain challenges. The ready-to-mix convenient nutrition category being at only 14% household penetration and Diamondize being at less than 1% household penetration, you can kind of imagine the runway this all still has left in the long run. Additionally, Diamondize has done a good job at growing its e-commerce channel with 36.6% growth over the last 13 weeks and 50% over the last 52 weeks. In March, Diamondize announced the launch of its newly redesigned website packed with product recommendations, fitness and nutrition resources, and macro-friendly recipes. The website's redesign is said to be one of many digital updates for Diamondize, as the brand has also revamped its social content strategy to better engage with its consumers. So let's shift the final third of this content to the operational side of Bell Ring Brands. Few things I want to mention in this section surrounds the current margin softness, pricing actions that have been taken, supply constraints, and holding their shelf space. These are all kind of interconnected. So firstly, gross profit margin was 27.6%, which was down 320 basis points year over year and down sequentially 250 basis points quarter over quarter. 
the lower gross profit margin was driven by anticipated higher milk-based protein costs for its RTD shakes and ready-to-mix powders, increased freight costs, and higher-than-expected logistics inefficiencies. So protein costs have been about 2 to 3x first a year ago, and those really wreck the comparatives right now. So Bellring Brands has made another round of pricing increases of double-digit on the diamondized powder business and upper-to-middle single-digit increases on the Premier Protein Shakes. Bellring Brands is also dealing with supply constraints that's forcing Premier Protein to reduce promotional activity and temporarily cut the bottom slowest velocity SKUs. I've talked about this extensively in previous content, but the company has a plan that they're executing on for additional supply, which includes adding capacity to the existing co-manufacturing network, expanding the co-manufacturing network, and having Big Papa post holdings build an aseptic processing facility to produce RTD shakes for Bellring brands. The good news through this period of lower supply is that retailers have largely held Premier Protein shelf space. This is mainly due to the brand's category-leading velocities. So I just want to end on some quick final thoughts and kind of update you on the spinoff from Post Holdings. On March 10th, 2022, Post Holdings completed the distribution of almost all of its ownership in Bellring Brands business to the Post Holdings shareholders. This was done through a distribution of Bellring Brands common stock on a pro rata basis. Post Holdings retained 14.2% of Bellring Brands common stock. Now, there's some additional transactions that are associated with the Post Holdings and Bellring Brands spinoff, but in terms of anybody interested in its effect on Bellring Brands, it could be seen as a positive, possibly, for Bellring Brands as it provides them with more strategic flexibility to manage its capital structure and offers additional liquidity in its shares. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 